Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Feels like it's been approximately 84 years since I talked to you guys last. Welcome in. Glad to see you. I'm still doing this, kind of. Still doing this, I think. I think. Am I live? Hello? Is this thing on? Anybody there? Man, it's been forever. And I've realized something. So I had to record a podcast yesterday afternoon. How rusty I get after just like a couple of days off. Like, I, I, I forget what I'm doing. I forget how to talk. So... If I'm a little off today, please forgive me because it's been forever. What it feels like anyway since I've talked to you guys last. My name is Michael Gorky. Glad to see you guys. Zach, seriously, it's been 45 years since the last time I talked to you guys. It's been a a long, long time, but I'm glad to see you guys nonetheless and and glad that you're still sticking around despite the small uh, hiatus. Happy holidays to you too, T. That uh, made my morning. Thank you. Glad uh, Glad to see you here. Um, yeah, yesterday could not, uh, could not go live yesterday. Uh, we had a doctor's appointment, random shout out, uh, completely random. I just, I feel compelled to give compliments when they're due, especially because of the way people talk about Jackson and the Jackson area and how wrong they really are about this place. Does it have its problems? Sure. It does. Uh, but the children's hospital in Jackson, and the new wing that they just opened relatively recently. Um, I guess Joe Sanderson was heavily involved in funding. You've got Mannings, all the Mannings names on it too, for whatever that's worth, and a few other people whose names didn't immediately like stick out to me. But that new wing of the Children's Hospital in Jackson is phenomenal, and the staff there is incredible. Uh, uh, great things are happening in that hospital uh, in Jackson, a place that people are afraid to go to apparently. But anyway. Uh, so that's what we were doing yesterday. Everything's fine, but we, uh, we had a doctor's appointment yesterday that I wanted to, to be at. And so I missed you yesterday. And so we're going to talk today. Luckily though, we got some news yesterday. So we're going to talk, first of all, the transfer portal in general state got a commitment yesterday at, well, it's more than a commitment when it's transfer portal. I assume that means that Marcus Banks, the former Alabama defensive back has already signed his scholarship papers and stuff like that. The transfer portal is not like uh, high school recruiting where they'll commit for a while but can't sign anything. Um, No, it's it's a little more than that. It sounds like Marcus Banks is uh, already, like, done, like, enrolled at Mississippi State and all that. Uh, I've got an extended thought on that, though, because I keep hearing people talk about the transfer portal and how it's bad for college football. No, it's not, and this is another example for why it's not. Uh, Also, it's been a while since I've talked to you, so this is a little bit of old news, but Bo Nix did, in fact, uh, commit somewhere else other than Ole Miss, and so we'll talk about that, where they go next, things like that. And then I've got a proposal for a change in recruiting rules. Something happened yesterday that I really don't like. It, It bothers me, and it's a small thing I know. But it's a recruiting thing that I think needs to change because although it's highly unlikely considering his gene pool, if my son happens to get lucky and somehow, some way become an athlete that is recruited by colleges, I want a particular 
thing that happened yesterday to not exist when he is uh, getting recruited. So we'll talk about all that real quick. I do want to remind you guys, though, that uh, if you're on Twitter, you can't comment. I'd love for you to, like T did, like Zach did, like Wayne did. Good morning, Wayne. Glad to see you. Tucker, we'll get to that here in a second. Um, and uh, subscribe on YouTube or find me on Facebook or Twitter. Follow there, but subscribe on YouTube. And if you're on YouTube right now, actually like the video. That would help me uh, a lot. I'm going to start getting into the thumbnail game. Uh, I've been told that that will help post live viewership is good thumbnails. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know if you guys have seen what some of the ridiculous stuff YouTubers put on their thumbnails. It's like usually like their mouth is open like this. Like It's like, I can't believe in big letters. I can't believe this happened. Parentheses, the truth. You know? Apparently, I'm supposed to start doing that. So we'll see if I actually find the time to, to make goofy thumbnails like that. But in the meantime, just subscribe. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. I would appreciate that very much. All right. Tucker says, breaking news, Arch Manning will attend the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, you know, I saw people making fun of the publications for for putting that out there. Look, anytime that Arch Manning is watching Ole Miss play, it's noteworthy. I, I mean, it's not like the the Sports Illustrated Ole Miss site, who's run by somebody I know that does good work, and, and he's an honest guy, and he's a grinder, um, and, and does a good job. Uh I don't know. I thought making making fun of of him in particular. Um, I thought that I don't know. It's kind of bad form. It, it people want to know, and it doesn't mean he's. It's not like the article said Arch Manning's taking an official visit to the Sugar Bowl. It's just hey, Arch Manning's going to be at the Sugar Bowl watching Ole Miss play. Anytime you get a chance, if you're Lane Kiffin, anytime you get a chance to have Arch watching your team in person, getting to be there. Uh, I think it's significant enough to to create a content item out of it. As long as you don't take it the next level and what does this mean for his recruitment for Ole Miss? Well, nothing. It doesn't mean anything at all. He's from New Orleans, for God's sake. I mean, he lives there. Yeah, he's at the Sugar Bowl. He's probably been to a, a bunch of them in his life. It's a game that his family, I'm sure, in some degree or another is heavily involved in. I He has spent a lot of time in the Superdome. So, no, if you try to turn it into oh, what does this mean for his recruiting? Does it mean Ole Miss is now the favorite? No, none of that, no. But I do think it's it's content-worthy to say, hey, he's going to be in attendance for the game. Because anytime Arch gets to see your team in person, I think it's significant. It's another chance to sell your program to him, sell sideline demeanor, sell what Kiffin can do with quarterbacks in person it's significant. I don't know if you've noticed this, but young kids, when they're watching stuff on television, they're really just scrolling through their phones with something on the TV in the background. And maybe they do that at games as well. But I think it's it's content worthy. And uh, you're not going to get making fun of, especially the, uh, the SI guy, because I like him. I know him personally, and he does a good job. And um, not going to... Um, I'm not going to make fun of him here. But I, I get why people are making fun. I, I do, because it's not, it doesn't mean anything beyond, hey, he's going to be there getting to watch the team play. Here's another chance for you to sell your program to him in person. And I think that I think that matters. Good morning, Cherry. Glad to see you. Zach said, Lane Kiffin said, what? Like, yeah, that big shock face, though. Right there. 
<laughs> that's that's I'm gonna start making these these thumbnails on these videos. Apparently, uh, apparently that's the way to go about this thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to. I've been reading up on how to get more subscribers. I've been trying to do it organically, like you know, just people that follow me on Twitter or whatever. I, I only shared the link once and all that. Um, but all these publications are like thumbnails, big bold letters, and stuff. And I, don't, I just I feel cheesy already, you know. Doug says, just go full click clickbait. Arch Manning did what? Crazy development in recruiting. And then in parentheses, the truth. <laughs> or what really happened. Uh, yeah. Alex says that uh, teased white helmet, red jersey, white pants combo look great. Oh, it's not going to be. It's not going to be white helmet, red jersey. It's going to be white helmet, powder blue accents on the helmet, powder blue jersey. There you go. There is some inside information that may or may not be true, but that's the that's the rumor out there. Is that's what they're going with? Yeah, no, Tucker. I I, I wasn't referring to you, by the way. Um, I, I've seen some other people make fun of um, of that, but you know, whatever. Uh, he said I really wasn't poking fun though. I saw that released by a few publications and message boards reacted appropriately. Yeah, for you know, <laughs> you know how some people are. Um, yeah, it, it's. He was probably going to be there if Arkansas was was playing, you know? He was probably going to be there if uh, if Arkansas was playing or Missouri or Texas A&M or anybody. But the fact that, you know, you're trying to sell yourself to him and him being there, I, yeah, it's content-worthy. Either way. All right, enough delay. Portal reaction. So Mississippi State got a signature or a commitment or whatever you want to call it from a transfer portal guy Yesterday, Marcus Banks, former four-star, was at Alabama before deciding to transfer to Mississippi State. And just on the surface, that's a big pickup, right? I mean, you're losing a defensive back to the draft, possibly losing another one. You need plug-and-play immediate help. And so they went to the portal, and they got plug-and-play immediate help. So just on the surface, that, that's just a good pickup for Mississippi State. They needed somebody like that. They went to the portal. They got somebody like that. And that's good. Like That's a, just a really good thing. Boom. Really good thing. Getting somebody like that. Now, you you wonder with all transfers, you wonder, you know, why why are you leaving Alabama? What's what's the hold up there with with all transfers? Why are they leaving the place they're at is a fair question, I'm sure. Zach even said you'll excuse me if I'm hesitant. Um uh, and that's that's fair. That, that's absolutely fair. Um but here's what I always go back to when it comes to the portal conversation and the health of college football. When or how often is Mississippi State or Ole Miss, for that matter, I'm not picking on state, it's true for both, and that's why I think the portal is so important and why it helps college football so much. When or how often can Mississippi State get a defensive back that Alabama wants? When does that happen? When can that happen? Has it ever happened? So, there's a reason maybe he's leaving Alabama. There's a reason he couldn't play much at Alabama. But you got to remember, th- their talent acquisition is on a level that you will never touch as long as Nick Saban is the coach there. Mississippi State cannot get players like this that Alabama wants. Ole Miss cannot get players like this that Alabama wants as well. Again, it applies to both. So... Is there a reason that he's leaving Alabama? Sure. There's a reason that Lashley left Alabama. And for all the 
criticism from fans, and a lot of it was justified. That was your starting right tackle. You know, and that, that was a guy that came in and played for you and contributed for you. Same thing here. This right here is another example among many examples that I can come up with for why the transfer portal is good for college football because Mississippi State was able to get a player that that was good enough to play at Alabama, that Nick Saban and Alabama identified as a defensive back that they wanted, and those players do not go to Mississippi State. Those players don't go to Ole Miss. Those players don't go to Michigan State who built their best season in a long time through the portal. This right here is why I scream about it all the time. The the people in my business that say it's bad for college football, present me an argument. Tell me why it's bad. Present me an, an argument for why it's bad. Because what I see is stuff like this. This is what I see. I see a guy that would never have gone to Mississippi State in the regular recruiting process that is going to Mississippi State now. They're getting a defensive back that Nick Saban wanted and signed. That doesn't happen. What I see is Michigan State, a program that is what? At best, at best, and and I really don't think this is the case, fourth in the Big Ten in terms of pecking order for players. I really think they're more like fifth. Because Wisconsin, although they don't recruit as well, is generally a, a better program than Mississippi, or excuse me, Michigan State, far more consistent, definitely, than Michigan State. So at best, Michigan State is fourth in the Big Ten pecking order. It's Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan. I mean, Iowa, hell, what is Michigan State? It's a really tough place to recruit to. They're second fiddle in their own state that doesn't produce that much high school talent anyway, does the state of Michigan. Not in a very talent-rich part of the country, but how did Michigan State win 10 games this year? How did they do that? Because they got players that they never would have gotten otherwise via the transfer portal. I use this example all the time, but it bears repeating because I keep seeing stuff like this all the time. Oh, it's bad for college football. Ole Miss was able to turn its defense around in two years. They won the second worst defense in one offseason. They went from the second worst defense in the history of the Southeastern Conference in terms of yards given up per game to a defense that won them games this year. The last seven games of the season for Ole Miss defensively, they were excellent. How did they do that? Chance Campbell, a high-level linebacker that they don't haven't gotten in recruiting. They got one this past year. We'll see if he pans out, four-star from Georgia. But Ole Miss does not sign linebackers like Chance Campbell. Haven't. How did they get him? Transfer portal. Otis Reese, a safety that went to Georgia. How many recruiting battles is Ole Miss be winning against Georgia? They, they, they can't do it. Georgia's playing a different game than everybody else. But here's a guy that went to Georgia, talented player, just not quite talented enough to play enough there at Georgia, but he's good enough to play on Ole Miss's defense, and look at what he became. He's a starter. Plays the overwhelm, I mean, almost every snap on that defense. Good, solid player that Ole Miss would not have been able to sign otherwise. Jacob Springer, it's a transfer from, from Navy. Now, he's a little bit of a different story because guys that go to Navy generally don't aren't good enough to play in the SEC, but he happened to be that. But look at what happened. In one year, really, in one year, they went from the second-worst defense in SEC football history to a pretty darn good one. Not great, but, but good enough to win games with. It happened in one year because of the portal. 
Mississippi State, again, this is what started this conversation again today. Marcus Banks would not have signed with Mississippi State out of high school. State doesn't get players like him out of high school. But the portal gives programs like Ole Miss and Mississippi State and Michigan State and Virginia Tech and these middle programs who can't compete with Alabama for players, who can't compete with Ohio State for players. Look at Cincinnati. Look at who is playing running back for Cincinnati. They can't get that talent otherwise. But they went to the playoff this year on the back of a guy that was good enough to play at Ohio State, just not good enough to crack the rotation. This is great for college football. And I still, I have asked on Twitter, I've asked on the radio show, not a single person has given me a real example for why this is bad for the sport. I have not had one person give me a real example for why this is bad for the sport because Mississippi State's able to get players that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Ole Miss is able to get players that they would not have gotten otherwise. A five-star wide receiver, if all things work out, is about to transfer from LSU to Ole Miss, a guy that they could not get organically in the recruiting process. Tell me why this is bad for the sport. Now, I I hear some blue checkmark media guys say, oh, well, it teaches – here's an example. Something that bothers me. There is somebody that that uh, I follow on social media that does what I do, uh, sort of um, bigger bigger platform than mine. That talks about how the transfer portal is teaching the kids a bad lesson, and that's why it's bad because it teaches them a bad lesson that you don't stick it out, that you move to find better opportunities. This person lists three previous employers in their bio. So why was it okay for you to leave for better opportunities, but not the legal adult? Why is it fine that you have three previous stops in your life where you have moved on to better opportunities? Why is that okay for you as an adult to do that, but it's not okay as a legal adult to do the same thing? If they went to Texas, for example— and then you go to Texas to play for Tom Herman. And Tom Herman gets fired. And then they bring in a new staff, and, and it's not for you. They run a system that doesn't really fit your skill set. Or maybe circumstances have changed, and you, and you don't feel like you fit in, or you're too far from home. Why would you want to stop somebody from bettering their, their circumstances when you yourself multiple times that you list on your bio left to better yourself. Why is it okay when you do it, but not when they do it? I've never understood that. So still have yet to see why this is bad for college football. Now I have had some people say, not necessarily bad for college football, but you hate that kids are going to enter the portal, leave their school and have nowhere to go. Companies have non-compete clauses. Yeah, you can get out of those. You can get out of those pretty easily. Um, You can. But either way, um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, the the guys that enter the portal and have nowhere to go. Um, Now, that is a shame that that happens. It's also a tough lesson to learn as well. But, I mean, 
that's always gone on. The portal's just given them an opportunity to get recruited again. But you can only have 85 players on scholarship, but you sign 25 a year. 25 times 4 does not equal 85. So there's always kids out there, or always has been kids out there looking for homes. It just wasn't as um, publicized. Miles says it's bad for programs and coaches that have to show loyalty to their current players. It's an interesting point. Zach says there's a joke in here somewhere about Texas finally being able to get good players too. Well, Texas has always been able to get good players. They just can't turn them into good players. You know what I mean? Look at Texas's recruiting over the last 10 years. They have no excuse to be as bad as they are, and yet here they are. Um, this is This to me... And and when I hear people like Dabo Sweeney screaming about how this is bad for the sport, tell me why. Tell me why, Dabo. Give me an example other than your $9 million a year salary getting frustrated because it's a little bit different for you now. And you've got to adjust. Saban has adjusted just fine. Yeah, why, why can't you? Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin in separate ways have acknowledged that Hey, it's different, and and you got to use it, or else you're going to get buried. This is the reality of the situation now. Um, this see, this is what I'm talking about, Miles. Exactly. He he puts in quotes. You need to show loyalty to the program. And player response, coach, you just signed five more dudes at my same position. It, it's in it's incredibly hypocritical. Oh, this player, he he should stick it out. Well, you don't know what he was promised. You don't know what he was sold. And you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. There are a lot of people that are being mistreated where they are that don't tell anybody about it, that they just leave. You don't know what's going on. So to automatically attribute the label of quitter to players that are transferring, while you yourself would take a new job tomorrow if it was offered to you, it's, it's kind of hypocritical. And same thing for these coaches. These coaches preach loyalty. you got to be loyal. you got to be committed. And then they'll up and leave in the middle of the night. I mean, what do you think Brian Kelly was selling to his players all season long? And then he left before the schedule was complete. What do you think he was selling to his players? Commitment, loyalty, accountability, all that stuff. But he gets the better opportunity. He up up and leaves. And guess what he's going to preach to his LSU team this year? Commitment, loyalty, accountability. But yet he left his previous job when they still had a game to play so who's loyal there brian kelly made all kinds of promises to that notre dame roster all kinds up and leaves why is it that the 18 to 21 year olds are are held to a standard that the adults are not held to that any of us adults are not held to if a job if an opportunity came to me and I took it, all of you guys would congratulate me. Some of you. Some of you would would celebrate. (laughs) Um, But you guys would congratulate me. I would would expect a different reaction to players leaving. I don't know. Texas, I'd like to see the numbers on players that stop playing the game in general from one year to the next now compared to a decade ago. How many of these thousand players in the portal would have retired before? Good bet. That's a good point. I mean, you've seen how it happens. I mean, my gosh, we've attributed 
uh, a tagline to, to to when it happens at Alabama. Oh, that player got processed. Alabama signs 25-plus every year. You can only keep 85 on scholarship. Where do those 15 players go? Where do they go? Where have they always gone? Phil says, how many times can a player go into the portal? As many as they want. But as far as I understand it, it's still just a one penalty-free transfer. So the second time you have to sit, if I understand it correctly. Kyle says, I love the NIL stuff. However, should we take a second look at immediate eligibility for all transfers? It's not saying there shouldn't be exceptions. I think that one time is good. One time penalty-free transfer. Because as noble of an idea as it is to have a kid commit to the school, that same blue check mark I referenced earlier says that players need to commit to the school and not the coach. But if you know college football and you know how it works, you know that that's not how it goes. Kids rarely commit to the school. They build relationships with a particular position coach or something like that. Sometimes they remain loyal to the school. Sometimes that does happen, but that's not how they're recruited anyway. They're recruited based on relationships. I mean, these coaches are are talking to mom and dad and aunt and uncle and girlfriends and and building a relationship. That's why these kids commit. It's, It's not signing with the school. So if their circumstances change, I think they should be allowed to go. And the overwhelming majority of players stay where they are. That's what's kind of so so funny about all this is, I mean, you know, Ole Miss has had some players at the portal, more so than State, although State has had some as well. But there's 85 guys on scholarship. How many have hit the portal? Seven? Eight? You know, that means 78 guys are still on the team. So, it's not as dire as some make it out to be. There's not mass exodus going on at all these schools. It's just the the ones that are leaving get publicized instead of the ones that are staying. It's, um, I don't think it's as dire as, and some of it's going to calm down as well because kids are going to start to realize that they don't have homes. That that it's going to start happening is when there's a few hundred guys left in the portal with nowhere to go at the end of this cycle. People are going to start realizing that and paying attention, and they're not going to hit it until they know that there's somewhere to go. And a lot of the guys in the portal, like Zach said, um, are guys – I mean, in some cases – the other day I saw a, an Ole Miss walk-on that was reported as in the portal. He was a walk-on. You know, where's he going to go? Maybe somebody picks him up. I don't know, but th- those players count as well. Players that never played or weren't even really – Involved in the program other than getting to wear a uniform for home games and going to practice, but weren't scholarship players that count as being in the portal. You got to factor that in as well. A lot of these guys are, you know, just throwing flyers out there. Hey, maybe somebody will pick me up and give me a scholar. That's a factor as well. But I have still yet to see um, anybody provide me a real tangible example for why it's bad for college football. Could it be bad for individual players? Sure, but that's life. Uh, I don't want to restrict somebody's freedom to pursue a better opportunity because somebody else might make a bad decision. Zach says, uh, mostly backup quarterbacks, Bill says. Zach says, uh, penalty-free transfers in conference will have me hesitant for a bit. What happens when a three-star freshman has a breakout year at 5-7 and seven Missouri then jumps to Georgia for a better opportunity? Uh, poached is uh, a word he put in quotes. That's happening. 
that's happening behind the scenes. I mean, hell, Alabama's about to add a couple of LSU transfers. Um, apparently, there's been talk of a certain Ole Miss running back being recruited by Georgia behind the scenes. So, yeah, that's real. That's real, and and I would like for them to find a way to figure out how to stop that, the behind-the-scenes during-the-season recruiting of certain players. I'm with you there. The what the problem is leadership knew all of this was coming and they did nothing. And now they complain about it. The head of the NCAA knew this was coming for years and yet did nothing. And now is like, Congress help me. It's a joke. What percentage of the players in the portal are going to get burned? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, we'll get more definitive numbers when the season starts. How many players are left in the portal without a home? Um, that's uh unfortunate the FCS level will benefit from that as well uh, some of these guys are going to have to walk on places Jacor Pearson I believe walked on at Ole Miss um, I don't think he's on scholarship there sometimes you got to do what you got to do I guess says asking if I think that companies that offer NIL deals to players may start suing for recouping money if the player enters a transfer portal um, I think a lot of these contracts I could be wrong but I think a lot of them are written up as um while you're at this school, that the contract becomes void once you leave the particular school. I could be wrong, um, but I think that's part of it. And also they're not for like, it's not like they're signing four-year advertising deals. Um, no, if a company offers like a four-year guaranteed money deal to a guy that transfers, well, that's on them for being stupid. Uh, if I were a company giving a deal to a certain player, it would be, for the duration of this season, when the season ends, our contract ends, or for as long as you are at this particular school, if you're not putting that kind of failsafe in, in your contracts, then then you're a fool. But T says, Ely is no longer in the student index. Take that for what you will. Yeah, there's been talk of either of him potentially transferring to, to Georgia, which I think would be a mistake because if you think that you're not getting enough touches at Ole Miss, what do you think is going to happen to you at Georgia? You think they don't have a crowded running back room as well? Um, or the NFL? Uh, I think that's where he's going. I think it's the NFL. Uh, running backs is not a coveted position anymore. I, I mean, you, you, rarely will you get to play your way into the first round. Uh, I mean, that just doesn't happen really anymore unless you're just super special. So while you've got tread on your tires, go when you can would be my advice. I would I would encourage him to go because right now you're healthy. You, you have a lot on tape that shows how good you are. You're going to test really well. Go now would be my advice to him, truthfully. Running backs just don't play their way into the first round anymore. Rarely rarely will that happen you've got to be special and i think there are running backs in college that are better than him right now so i would go joseph this is a good point junior college players are the ones that will suffer the most for portal rosters will fill up and these juco guys will have no d1 offers they'll have to start going to small some of these guys will have to start going to fcs level programs moving forward yeah mouse says it seems things will logically progress to the nfl players are Drafted by teams in the conference, paid something like a slot value, and Cannon will be traded. Um, Kyle says, so Saban owns a Mercedes dealership in Birmingham. Is his dealership allowed to have an NIL deal? Uh, I think so. I think they are. 
Um, I think so. But if they haven't already, there might be a re- maybe Saban doesn't want to go down that road because how how are you as a coach going to coach as hard as he does players that are getting money from your Mercedes dealership? That's that's a tough dynamic. It's probably something he doesn't want to mess with, and it's not like they have a hard time getting players anyway, right? It's not an issue there. Um, real quick, I've uh, I've gone really long today, which is good. I appreciate you guys. You're driving the conversation. I love that. Um, what's next for Ole Miss now that Bo Nix has hit the portal? I know that's a, the or not hit the portal. Um, he is no longer in the portal. He's off to Oregon. Um, I do have questions about how much Ole Miss actually pursued him because I mean most people believe that Ole Miss was going really hard after Bo Nix, but if all they did was exchange a few text messages, how hard were, were was that really pursued? You know, I mean unless that's how Lane Kiffin recruits by just sending a couple texts to players. Um, that makes me wonder how hard they were actually going after him if that's the only communication they had was a handful of of text messages. But either way, Bo Nix is off the table, so what's next? My guess is that whoever plays – here's my guess. Whoever plays a quarterback for Ole Miss in 2022 has not yet entered the transfer portal. I think that there will be a handful of other guys that hit it, and one of which will go – uh, to Ole Miss. I don't think their next quarterback is currently in the portal, but will be soon. There's going to be another handful of guys that that will hit, hit it uh, here soon, and I think they will pursue one of them. But anyway. Uh, and finally, my proposal for a recruiting rule. Texas A&M yesterday got a commitment from a wide receiver. Winston Watkins is his name. Winston Watkins. 2025 is his recruiting class. 2025. Um, That is a child. That is a child that does not need to be bothered by college recruiting. Here's my rule proposal. I want to make this against the rules. Because I've seen it. uh, How And you guys have seen it. How obsessively these kids are recruited. Uh, It's... Dozens of letters a day. It's direct messages. It's phone calls. It's text messages. It's constant. They are being bombarded by college coaches, middle-aged men trying to become their friends all day, these high-profile recruits. Uh, an eighth grader, or is he a freshman now? A 14-year-old does not need to be bothered by a middle-aged man trying to convince him to go to his college. Because, as you guys know, first of all, so much changes in four years, anyway, in recruiting. So much changes. Coaches likely won't be where they are. A a child, a 14-year-old child, does not need to be bothered by colleges. I think you should not be allowed to recruit any high school kid until they have completed their sophomore year of high school. That's a rule that I would put in place. I would do it right now. And I I tell you this, forgive me for sounding like a helicopter parent. If by the off chance, my son is more athletic than me, God bless him. He doesn't have the genes for it. But if in fact he becomes a college athlete, I will not. Sorry, this is going to sound draconian. I will not let a single college coach, not one, call him, text him, 
direct message him or anything until he is a junior in high school. I, I refuse. I refuse to let middle-aged men send my son direct messages when he's 14 years old. I, I don't think that should be allowed. They, they, they don't know anything about college. Uh, I mean, they've barely started high school. They know nothing about college. They don't need to be bothered with college and be thinking about college football. They need to worry about running around with their friends, skinning their knee, playing football in their free time, doing their homework, and playing Xbox after they're supposed to go to bed. That's what a 14-year-old should be doing, not being bombarded in committing to colleges at that age. I think it's inappropriate. I think they're too young. I think they're way too young to be bothered by something like that. And that's the rule I would put in place, and I would do it soon, that you cannot speak to a recruit until they have finished their sophomore year of high school. So in May of their sophomore year, when that ends, then you can start talking to them about college, not a second before. Because 2025 committing to a place, to me, is just fundamentally absurd and should not be allowed. So that's my uh, soapbox, and I'll, uh, I'll get off that now. Thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel right there. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And uh, I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow morning. So I'm back on a regular rotation. And uh, glad to be back. So I'll see you guys then. Y'all have a good day. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.